0: We are back with the HubScale podcast. This is our twenty seventh episode featuring Moti Jacobs, the co founder and CEO of Surf Security, the Zero Trust Enterprise Browser. He's from CISO to CEO. It's great to have you on, Moti.
1: Thank you very much for having me with you,
0: Elliot. No problem, no problem at all. It'd be great for the the listeners to give a quick introduction to yourself.
1: Yeah, so my name is Moti, I'm living here and uh, behind me is nice London. Uh, I am uh, working in the cybersecurity area as a security expert and practitioner for more than 20 years. Uh, you can hear it easily from my uh, accent that I'm originally born in, in Israel and we moved here with a family. Uh, I am a UK um, um talent uh, program uh so uh, on this uh, visa platform exceptional talent for cybersecurity, security uh and i used to work in several companies uh that got exited ssc so uh, and i would be happy to share with you my uh, insights
0: yeah no really really excited for this and we've got a lot of great topics to to dive through today on the podcast so really, really excited to dive into all of these. So I guess um, you give a brief introduction there, but I think the title of this podcast today is From CISO to CEO. So let's take it back a little bit. So your CISO days, obviously you spent a lot of time, you mentioned there a couple of exits. Just talk me through that journey.
1: Yeah, so as a security practitioner, uh, more or less in the last 20 years, uh, together me and my peer, uh, let's say our main job, is to reduce the attack surface. In order to do your work pretty well, you need to be aware about so many tools because every time there is a vulnerability, there is an exploit, there is threats from different, let's say, attack vectors. And as a practitioner, me and my other CISO peers, you need always to be aware about the new tools and about the new vulnerabilities and about more and more tools to have. And as my previous jobs, we had uh, Tons of uh, security tools. Like in one of my jobs before, we had more than 100 security products and vendors uh, just to have been installed on some systems. And to do your work well and to reduce the attack surface, uh, you as a CISO, especially if you want to get 100% coverage or even 95% coverage, you need to, to install these tools. So you end up with end user that have more than 20 agents installed on their endpoints or on the laptop and then come the COVID so it's even become more uh more uh, let's say comprehensive and complex to the user in order to get them access into the company resources and we were thinking that it's always supposed to be like this that in order to connect to my company assets first I need to do a VPN and then I need to do a VDI uh, in some cases and some cases not. And then only then I can access the system. And even this doesn't give me all the solution needed. So how can I collapse all the security tools, all the security stack that I have into one single power control tool? And, and me and my co-founder Ziv Jankovic, uh, which is leading our, our R&D team, uh, we're thinking that the browser, is this place, because the browser is the most used application today uh, on each computer, on each employee, you can see it here in our office, but also in any other company, they use the browser for email, for surfing the internet, for uh, being communicating with, with their peers, but also to get access to company resources. And because the browser become very important, into the day, uh, it's sometimes hundred percent of consumed the uh, working application of the employee day. If we can put the security tools not outside but inside the browser, part of the processes inside the browser like Blink uh, and the V8 and the API, and we can put our processes, so we can actually screen what we render and what not, and that give us a set of features and capabilities. Uh, That instead of having DLP, Casb, MDM, uh, phishing, uh, access control, uh, secure web gateways, uh, web categorization, outside the browser, we can actually have all these features inside the browser. So it works faster than waiting until it comes into the computer. It's actually better from giving a good security. And it's easier and more productive to the end user uh, and to the IT team. That they need to support less uh, issues uh, that coming because of many agents and the correlation between them, and to understand them. Uh, one of the things that we are seeing that in many places we are gradually replacing existing security tools, because if the company use most of the time uh, as the main application, the browser, they just don't need them. They can actually stay with one or two solutions and go from this. Uh, and we want to be the solution. We want to be this solution provider. Because, again, browser is more important than operating system in some of the cases. Browser have these capabilities. And, and we are bringing this into action in many organizations, especially organizations that are technology-oriented, especially technology organizations that are regulated and security is important for them.
0: Yeah, no, I think, uh, it's, uh, I is think it. I think just it was...
1: a brief about 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 surf solution and about what we did. Um, maybe I can share with you how we go into this idea. Yeah. Um, so me and Ziv uh, used to work in uh, a previous financial services company, and after the company got acquired, uh, we were needed to use a VDI solution by one of the biggest vendor in the world, and we had a lot of feedback from employees that accessing is very slow to a services like Workday or Salesforce. And it used to be access super fast. You know, they just need to connect into VPN. And now they have, in addition to the VPN, they have a VDI solution. So uh, they need to install two agents and then the network was not direct. It was done to proxies. It was done to uh, VDI solution or RBI solution. And we were thinking does it really supposed to be like this? Maybe we can you know change some stuff at the source at the endpoint and then we don't need all these gateways, we don't need all these servers and we don't need an additional proxies. and because we already use as a part of our solution uh which was used for uh, other uh other products uh the Chromium, as the basic platform, it's an open source. We were actually installing it uh, and build on top of it uh, our solution. And we know exactly these points inside Chromium that we can enter our processes without creating any latency to the end user. Uh, and then we ask, I, I have a group here in the UK called Cyber Kingdom. It's a group of CISOs. I did some market validation together with them. Uh, and SSISO, which I was dreaming about a solution like this. I was dreaming about a solution that can put everything into one place, one single tool. And I received from them also this feedback. And also, I know what we were thinking about this before. And we started with mainly use case of replacing VDI. Now we are more on replacing VPN. We have some DLP capabilities. Uh, But one thing we always keep on top, and this is something that for me as a CISO was listening to the user, we want that the user will feel comfortable with the solution. So we are GDPR compliant. We are not spying over the user. We are not tracking all the user activity. We are actually giving the user the capability to access company resources directly from the browser, while if you go to any private website, we are not tracking him, we are not spying him, we are not transferring this information. Uh, simply because we were built privacy first uh, from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. I think for me, uh, I speak to a lot of founders, right? And the the coolest stories are when the, the problem is faced in a previous life and then they go and create a business off the back of it. I think it's uh, I think it's absolutely awesome, Marty. And so just tell me a little bit about your key differentiators from, from the other competitors in the market. So our main
1: focus was about creating a zero trust, a real zero trust. And we wanted to create a tool that can, you know, you have a set of uh, capabilities that you can choose. You can start with, for example, just DLP capabilities or masking PII, uh, and then you can move on in ensuring uh, specific access that only for specific application, you can do access control, et cetera. Uh Our main target was how we can actually create this zero to us. That's mean how we can actually create a conditional access that the access to company resources and company assets will be in addition to an SSO will be only from our browser. And we were looking who is the leader in the identity management space. And this is Okta. And I'm happy that Okta has invested in us and we created this kind of partnership that we are working to de- together so we can actually deliver a real zero-trust access uh, to Okta users, but not only Okta users, for everyone that uses any IDM tool and allow them access to their SSO or to existing uh, tools and application or website directly from our browser. We also support uh, on-prem access. Uh, so that means if you have servers in your native uh, the data center or use your own uh, cloud. We can also support directly access from the browser. and uh, this is just one of the uh, capabilities and different capabilities we have uh, in this world. Uh, and again, everyone are uh, very good, and you know our uh, competitors are also very good. Work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I um, I think it's amazing. I think the journey that you've been on so far is uh, really, really cool. And I c- kind of guess moving into the next topic pretty well, Moti, the the journey from a CISO to a CEO. Uh, and obviously, I, you, you can imagine the amount of ideas CISOs actually have on a day-to-day basis, but actually implementing that process and going and, and taking the journey and the step. So tell me about that journey from the CISO to the CEO.
1: Yeah, so when you are a CISO, you mainly need to focus on that take. Yeah, uh, it's reducing the attack surface. And then you can actually put it into a program and it just needs to track the problem and find the solution in order to reduce the attack surface. So CISO work is, I don't want to say it's not complex, but it's very—it's more technical work. You need to evaluate the solution to see what coverage it gives and to see the efficiency of the solution. And then you need to present it to the board or to your managers uh, in order to give the company the peace of mind the, or to evaluate the risk uh, that they are taking care of or accepting, uh, as the manager, uh, being a CEO, especially of a startup, um, that's first opened me to the whole area of go to market. How you can actually tell the world, Hey, I have a very amazing good solution. And uh, so this is, for example, one of the things that, uh, that I saw that always, uh, New to me and how to work with sales, how you generate sales, uh, things related to go to market uh, and managing the budget, uh, raising money uh, from uh, VCs and you know uh, knowing to work, hiring people and you know that they are not technical, that they come from uh, go to market and business side. That's uh, always an interesting part and this is I think the main change that take you from being a technical position. Uh, into a position that is also technical. Most of our employees are coders, you know? uh, but how you deliver a good product, but you can also tell the world, hey, I have a good product and I want you to use it. And I want you to try to give it a try. And you know, it's something that can save you money, save you time, make your company more productive. And in some cases, make the system that I was there just two years ago, make them a hero uh, in the company just with one tool.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, a, that's a credible story as well. Obviously when reaching out to CISOs in that early stage as well, um, it's incredible stories that go back to the CISOs souls and go, Hey, look, I've solved a problem. Here's the solution uh, <laughs> that make everybody the heroes in the company, which is which is awesome. And um, so, I guess that just just for the listeners out there, or maybe our c those right now, or, or maybe are thinking about taking that leap. And um, what kind of the biggest challenges you faced so far? I know you mentioned there about kind of the, the go to market and the hiring things, but what's the biggest challenges you faced?
1: Oh, so we faced a lot of challenges, like you know everything is coming new, and it's good that we faced these challenges. But uh, I think that. Hiring uh, the uh, the right people or contracting with the right people. Uh, that's things that everyone that's thinking about moving from uh, being a CISO or a technical position, becoming a founder of a startup, you need to think about. Uh, I think that also approaching people that used to work together with you and ask them for feedback about your presentation, or ask feedback about the product, or ask feedback about the feature. That's also something that they need to get ready about. We were lucky because of our network of CISO, and people were very happy to give us the feedback and second opinion uh, about things we saw. Some of this thing that I saw as a financial services uh, CISO, uh, and background in the telco and the retail industry, You know, friends, and uh, you know, we got feedback from the market. Hey, we you might want to do it like this. So, for example, we were thinking to start to make a solution that is based on extension, Uh, and we still have it in you know one of our use cases. But we saw that people actually want to have full capabilities, and this thing we can only deliver with the browser so uh and again thanks to uh the open source that existing from you we succeed to build a whole solution that is based uh and give full delivery and we are not depend on the the browser uh, company uh that tomorrow they will change the manifest and we close us access to their extension
0: yeah, yeah. No, but it's been really, really helpful having that uh, that network of C-souls as well that you that you shared earlier. But that's been been an awesome ride and getting the feedback from, from everybody as well. And one thing you mentioned there about hiring, um, of course this is this is my game hiring. I <laughs> live and breathe it every single day. And I always love asking this question, Moti, but what is your kind of philosophy when hiring with Surf?
1: So I, I saw it in our previous companies, uh, if it was in DMV or in Jaja. That was later bought by Telefonica, or it was inact. That was later bought by CME, and I think that the hiring policy that will, uh, from my position, uh, and this is something we also put into serve security today, is always hire people that are better than you. And after you you hire people that are better than you, then you need to empower them and let them, you know, do what they know they can do. So for example, if they hire someone for a technical position, let them flourish in this area. Um, in some cases, I want to hire people that are have entrepreneurship mindset, yeah? I wanted to become entrepreneur in their own position. So if someone doing operation or marketing operation or doing uh, sales or doing, uh, programming or coding, and he's responsible, for example, for a specific part of our code base. I want them to become entrepreneur and think like an entrepreneur in their own area. So they don't need to ask us about you know permission. They don't need to ask us about, you know, I want to do this. Let them decide themselves, because probably they know to do it better than us, the founders. And I want to give them, you know, the freedom to unlock their capabilities. Um, so this is how... In previous company, we succeed to build a great product and we succeed to overtake the market. Uh, this is how we you build a great company. Uh, and this is how we build self-security. We were actually taking all of this, you know, uh, experience about building great teams and creating a very strong A-team and delivering a very good product. Less about the buzz, less about you know creating the marketing buzz but also creating good product technically that users, end users will love, but also CISOs. So we always put in the mindset at least three or four, uh, um, let's say, I will call it the receivers, like the CIO, the CISOs, and the end users. We can create a product that they love.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. And obviously, um, some of the hires you've made are, are brilliant. Um, Steve, obviously, in the US and a couple of guys in, in the UK, they're just, they're just awesome hires. And it comes back to that, that position. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for a while. And, and the kind of the personality and the person you need in a startup like Serve. You need somebody who really understands that, the entrepreneurial mindset, the curiosity, everything along those lines as well, which is, is absolutely awesome. So I guess in terms of the, the journey you've had so far in terms of actually locating that talent, um, has it been easy? Has it been hard? What's it been like? So
1: you, we, we had the list of friends uh, uh, like yourself, but we have also a list of friends that when we we had a position, we, had, we were lucky to have several good candidates for it. And again, then we were looking at the people that have this entrepreneurship mindset, people that can learn by themselves and people that are experts in this field. Um, so we are hiring very carefully. So we, we have sometimes took us uh, like at least three months uh, to get the right person on board. But we want to make sure that we are hiring the right, the right person. Like I told you before, like right? we are hiring a person that have these uh, capabilities to take his domain and be entrepreneur in this domain, and then he will help us to deliver a
0: product or sales uh, better. Yeah. No, no, it's awesome. And I saw some of the the new hires in action at RSA uh, taking control of the stand and most, most people on the stage as well watching as well when he was uh, kind of presenting surf. So no, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome what you've done so far in the hiring. Thank you. I'm happy that you got this impression. (laughs) <laughs> no no good stuff good stuff um so I guess kind of switching it again um so I, I think that the journey uh from what you've had what we talked about before with a CISO and a CEO and that that's specific journey there I'd like to dig into um kind of the the specifics of what advice would you give to CISOs um kind of wanting to go on their entrepreneurial journey
1: in some cases don't do it if you're not ready um in uh you know Being a practitioner and technology leader uh, or even a C-level in one company doesn't mean that, uh, you know, doing this transaction uh, is actually meet to what you want to do. So in, in some cases, you know, it's create a lot of networking, a lot of mingling. And this is something that you need to plan not after you create your job as a CISO and become a startup founder. This is something you need to plan and have this base amount of friends and network to have them ready to support you uh, in the first month. So my first advice is get ready. Like that's get ready from exactly what you have. The second is if you're going into entrepreneurship, be an expert in this domain. I was a CISO for 20 years. Uh, If you are, and I was expert in enterprise uh, security. Ziv, my co-founder, is one of the experts in Chromium open source. We were experts and experienced with the domain that we took and we built on top of it. So then you understand how the market landscape looked like. Very good. If there are other solutions, if there was a solution, why they failed. And why are the solutions succeed? So when you come to the market, you come with more confidence and you can understand what can be the obstacles about what you're having. So my second, let's say, tip is be an expert and experience in the domain that you are now going. Security in International is a very big domain, but you must understand this subdomain that you are going to be an expert in. So you will choose... And we'll avoid mistakes. Every founder will do mistakes. And it's okay to do mistakes. But mistakes cost money and cost time. And if you are an expert in this domain, you can actually uh, save time and money. And then you can, of course, raise less money and go to the market faster. The third thing is, um, I think, is to create uh, 360, I call it, uh network of friends that can give you a feedback uh about performance that you can share with them these capabilities it's good to have like entrepreneur or founders networks to be connected with uh and i have these calls from friends of mine from different positions some of them are security experts some of them are entrepreneurs some of them are vcs uh some of them uh can our go to market experts and they can give you some feedback about things you are doing uh, and having them ready. And so these three stuff that again things that I saw uh was good for good for us and it was good for Surf because it's I can give something when for my CISO life. Uh I like to present things in only three slides. Yeah. So in three slides, what you show as a CISO I like to first show this is our, uh, let's say, vulnerabilities. Like, this is like our threat landscape. Second, this is our awareness. And third, this is our resources in order to tackle it. So, when you put three things and you put a lot of data in three slides, that's something that you as a CISO need to show. Uh, as an entrepreneur or as a CEO or someone that's doing more business side, you also need to, let's say, uh, create some predictions or vision or where you want to take the company. So this is uh, a little bit of differentiation uh, from, uh, you know, um, very uh, numbers and figures that are very strict, data based on real data, how many clicks we're putting on phishing, etc. to something that, okay, we predict this number of, clients we predict this number of tools and also you know from code perspective how we can actually deliver faster code how we can actually perform better than existing browser what we are giving that today the leading consumer browser cannot give how we can perf- do better performance for CIO so we have a CIO dashboard in our tool that you can actually check performance, like CPU, you can check latency, you can check a lot of things, and you can get be proactive and be alerted. And this is something that we received from this kind of network and feedback that we receive from customer.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's really good advice. Both, both all of the points as well. And um, I think you mentioned obviously about having the network, um, about having the real, um, within a real understanding with it within a space. But say you've got them, them two there. Um, how do you go out and kind of? Locate investment and and start that journey. Take me back right to the early days.
1: So right in the early days when we were just an idea. Uh, so I, I was approaching my uh, my friends, my CISO friends, and I tell them like, "What do you think about this idea? Uh, would you like to try it for free?" That was the the first interactions we had before we approached VCs before we approached uh anyone to give us validation uh, we wanted uh, to hear from our friends that we trust them and people that are explaining the field what do you think about the idea we think this idea is great but we are bi- biased yeah <laughs> totally biased every founder loves his startup but how you can get uh this market validation and you want to have share it with people you trust you don't want that the information will be good outside um so this is the first people it's usually your approach people you used to work together with security expert who that will be your potential customer? so if you take the icp of uh, of any any product who is going to be and then i'm looking on my linkedin list or my friend list or my facebook list and then i approach them hey i'm working on this idea we'll be happy to get your feedback and I'm happy to say that most of my friends were more than happy uh, to give me a feedback uh, and they they like the idea, most of them. And this is how we succeed to build like the set of basic features, the MVP, the beta. And only then after we constructed some stuff and we had some traction, uh, we were starting to approach VCs. And again, in this case, I had uh, some very good friends that today the company are billion dollar companies. And they just uh made me the introduction with the VC that invested in them. And I'm happy to say that we uh we succeed to select the best VC out there. Uh and they're helping us not with just with money, but also uh from go to market and sales uh, uh things.
0: Yeah. No, it's, I love the journey. I always like to dig a little bit deeper into into them types of stuff, because that is it's pretty unique sometimes and going out to your friends, finding the product, going to then after building the product, getting all the the kind of the, the everything going, yes, 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 go and do it. Then you go and uh, go to the VCs and get money. So I think it's awesome. I think the journey is, is really, really cool. And I just want to dive into the actual enterprise um, market a little bit enterprise browser market. So tell me more about the market. Tell me more about the space and where you guys uh, want to go in the future.
1: So Gartner just uh, wrote about this last week. Uh, again, we we cannot share. So the market of the enterprise browser today, uh, I think it's less than 1% of the end user. This is what Gartner wrote. Uh, less percent than 1% of the users are actually using enterprise browser to access company resources. But they think that in the future years, more than 25%, of the access will then directly from the enterprise. But so it, this is a market I think with in the cybersecurity today that I'm very uh, lucky to be in because it's it's growing very fast and it just makes sense to people. You know, we we used to have many tools. We used to have VPN. We used to have VDI. And the zero trust idea is just making things much more simple. Like for example, I can access a file and if you look on your download folder you probably see a lot of files that have your private information It can be your uh, passport it could be your pay slips and with with the surf we actually encrypt everything you download and you can open it only in the browser so that's mean that if now you have a malware on the computer is trying to access this file it will get out encrypted uh, so it's useless for the hackers uh, and that's that's just one of our basic functions uh, we can also prevent Uh, user from downloading locally files or doing screen capture or uh, doing copy and paste or doing any kind of uh, viewing even of information, we can mask it. So for example, you're going into using Zendesk or NetSuite and you're trying to access company resources, we can mask it on the fly and we can understand using our technology if this information is company related or not. And based on this, we can actually apply the company policy. And we are learning this very fast and we are doing everything on the endpoint. So nothing is sent uh, to the company, nothing is sent to us. And I think that the focus was really on prevention because, again, uh, so I received millions of alerts a day <laughs> in some cases. As much as the bigger the company, more and more alerts you have. And in... Surf or security solution like what we built. I wanted to stop this alert fatigue and to stop it, we just alert about things that we actually block things that we actually suspect that these things were actually, uh, creating, uh, let's say by mistake or not by mistake, exigential or not like upload or information or how we stop that leakage. So there is a lot of things to do. And in some cases we can actually deliver a very strict, for example, uh, solution. For example, phishing or employees credential stuffing. So we can actually, based on domain list, that we can understand automatically what are the domains that employees supposed to put the company credentials. We can actually restrict the employee to put his credential, company credentials just there. So then you actually preventing any phishing website. Uh, to sniff or take the uh, user information and use them uh, in order to gain uh, access to the company assets. And of course, because we are zero trust, even if the hacker have the username and password, he will still need to download surf. Okay? So that's an additional factor in order to access company
0: resources. Yeah. No, I think, honestly, I think it's awesome. I think the space has evolved over the past few years and, and I'm really, really excited to watch you you guys go uh, and grow over the over the next couple of years as well. And shout out to Steve. Uh, he's absolutely awesome. Um, So, Moti, honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for diving into the details and all the all the information. And like I said, really good luck for you guys in the future as well. Thank you very much, Elliot. And of course, uh, very great to work with HubScale.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. i speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.